0: Hey, everybody. It's the pre-roll. This is Bevan. The best way to support this podcast, other than listening, which I just love that you're here doing. Welcome. Um, but the best way to support it, if you find value in it, is to join my Patreon. Patreon is a website that allows creators like me to be supported by folks like you and provide exclusive content just for y'all. Um, on my Patreon, uh, I have an exclusive podcast of many episodes, um meditations and healings and sometimes soundscapes. I live in the forest. I take great advantage. I love it here. Um and so that is all there for you. And then also if you are interested in moving your body with me, because I love to dance and I love to teach dance aerobics. Um, I teach a one of a kind dance class called Fat Kid Dance Party. Um, it's a little bit of like stretching for healing and age aging reverse like aging backwards like kind of like reversing our experience of what we think is age on our bodies but is really just lack of mobility and lack of motion um and so just like some practices that i've learned that have helped my body feel great um in addition to just some classic dance aerobics um i love to dance and i dance all the time and um, I love to teach it and just spread my joy and a lot of mindset too. Like I think that, um, healing really requires, um, mindset as well as, um, action. And so I talk a lot about like, I don't know my mindset about the world and I have a very interesting perspective. Um, and I really emphasize visioning for our dreams and for our best selves. And, um, I think having that incorporated with a movement practice is very unique and super potent. So, I would love to see what happens for you if you join me just for 12 weeks. Just like try it, do it once a week. Uh, there's always four classes available a 10 minute, a 20 minute, a 45 minute, uh, and a full almost hour long class. Uh, the 45 minute one is geared towards cannabis aerobics, which is using cannabis uh, to kind of drop into your body more. So, using CBD or using um, THC or nothing at all, just you know, dancing for 45 minutes, but you know, stoner aerobics kind of require like more repetitive motions. Sometimes we're a little slower. Um, what's out right now. I'm really excited about it's like my favorite can of size class I've ever done. Um, and I'll say this, like, I think I'm doing great aerobics because I'm more excited about it every time. Like I, I just like love love, love that my Patreon exists. It supports me in being the creator I always wanted to be where I'm like really studying up and doing a lot of work towards it and really creating stuff I feel proud of. And I feel like you all are part of helping make that happen. So if you want to be part of that, go to patreon.com slash FKDP, which stands for Faculty Dance Party and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And now I would like to Welcome, Quarantine, uh, who declined to say where they were from, but Quarantine, welcome to FACA Dance Party Regular. Thank you so much for joining the weekly online aerobics. And Liz from Vancouver, I love the way you spell your name, and I'm super excited that we're all going to party together. I will see you on the dance floor. Hey, everybody, it's Bevin. Welcome to Bevan, and Fem over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Um, I don't even know how I started doing that, but then it became a thing that I did every time. And I like having a thing I do every time. We still don't really have a theme song. Uh, You know, the theme of my podcast is Start Before You're Ready. Today, I want to talk about finding your chill among uncertainty, amidst uncertainty, around uncertainty in a world that is literally totally uncertain day to day. There is nothing. um, When I lost my job in 2008, Um, I was a lawyer, um, in New York and New Jersey, I was doing real estate closings. I was working for a small firm. Um, I was like super aware that, um, my boss was wholesaling me because like as a lawyer, basically your boss, like maybe pays you 50 bucks an hour, which is not a lot if you consider the loans. Um, and Then you like are getting billed out at like a multiple of that. And granted, like all the work I did was flat rate, thank goddess. But like, I just knew that like, I was being used in this wholesale way. And so like, that was like deep down in my truth. Right. But I wasn't like fully aware of it. I was just like, glad to have the job. And at that time in my life, I was like, uh, like 27 or 28. Um, and now I was like 29, Uh, anyway, at that time in my life, I was really um, not in a gratitude place. (laughs) I'll say that. Like, I mean, I think I was, I had a zest for life and I really loved life. Um, And in that way, I think like that was um, a a gratitude, right? Because I think your joy and your pleasure and your experience um, and your zest and your cheer, that's all like a connection to something bigger. Um, But I'll say I wasn't like in full gratitude. It wasn't like I was like grateful to go to get to go to a job every day. But certainly when um, the economy tanked, and like the very next day, um, our biggest, my firm's biggest client basically went out of business. Um, but like all banks came up from the dead, so I don't really know how that worked. But when that bank went out of business, um, Merrill Lynch, if anyone's curious, um, I lost my job that next day. Like I just walked into my job, my boss pulled me aside and said, Hey, um, I have to lay you off. And I was like, what? Um, so like it was that moment when I realized that job security is a myth. Um, it does not exist. And, um, that was kind of my first really big experience as an adult with uncertainty. Um, and I didn't care for it. (laughs) It was kind of bullshit. I hated it. And my friend, um, (laughs) My friend Zoe told me that it was a crisis-tunity, and that's, like, a mix between a crisis and an opportunity. She told me I was going to see the opportunity in it, and uh, lo and behold, she was absolutely right. I totally saw the opportunity in it. Like, so much of my life was kicked off in that moment. Like, I really decided to to give it a shot to, like, try to go out and make the world a better place and, like, make that my priority and figure out how to fit in making money on the side of that. <laughs> Um, and I, you know, have kind of done that for the last like many, many years, um, a lot of financial uncertainty, um, which sucks obviously, but like also I'm just getting better and better at navigating these things without getting my emotions tied up in them. Um, I have talked on this podcast before, um, just even in the last few months, like really setting my intention to like live a life where I experience a world at like 73 degrees and sunny. Like I am just like experiencing, being calm and staying calm and, like, just knowing that everything is going to work out. And I think what's interesting for me and, like, what I want to share in this um, podcast today is that um, I have successfully found my chill, like, when things just feel wild and out of control and I know that the whole world is like wild and out of control especially right now for a lot of people just an unusual sum like there's always something going down in in people's lives like everyone's got a problem all the time there's always a problem that's the thing that I've learned and the thing that I've gleaned in terms of wisdom from other people about like emotional maturity, emotional stability. That's kind of what this is. It's like a, the form of emotional mastery where you like have this experience of life that isn't just like, um, cause it's not the, the boat that sinks. It's the water in the boat. You know what I mean? It's like, how much do you let into your experience? And this is like something I've been working on for a really long time Um, If you go back and listen to my episodes about, like, me working on loving my body, like, that was all work on emotional mastery. It was, like, learning how to take the emotion away from my experience of my body or my body size or how my size compares to other people um, and compares to this, like, bullshit beauty ideal that doesn't really exist, right? Um, So I want to talk through some of, like, my biggest self-care sort of cheerleading, like, ideas for now, that people might find value in. Um, That's really, like, if I were to tell you how to, like, get to 73 degrees and sunny, I would tell you it's a very long journey because you're going to have to, like, keep running into stuff that upsets you um, and learn how to write it out and learn how to get the support you need and create the support network you have. And I just, like, want to say I feel, like, so much gratitude right now that, like, so much of my life has been online that, like, this entire quarantine is, like, basically my life. Like, I live... (laughs) a pretty solitary life, like by myself with my, well, with my cat, my beloved cat companion, um, near my mom and her, uh, wife, spouse. Um, and they like, and we live in a cute little village with like lots of neighbors and we're all keeping six feet apart and like social distancing. And like, I cannot believe how much of the world has changed in the last seven days. Cause I talked about my thoughts on Corona last week and I didn't, nothing really hit me until Sunday. Um, which was just a few days ago, I'm recording this on a Thursday night. Um, And I just like, it was there, there was just this moment where I realized, Oh, my God, the whole world is on lockdown. This is really scary. I don't know what's happening. Um, And I got super panicked. And I was like, what's happening? And I just like, lost it emotionally for a while. But, like, I needed to just have that experience and I needed to connect to the panic and notice what was happening and realize what was happening and just start to, like, do the work to protect my energy. Um, And so, like, part of emotional mastery is also, like, especially if you're an empath and that's a person who, like, you know, kind of receives a lot of uh, emotion from other people and it kind of sticks to them. And, like, you feel other people's feelings and, like, having really good energetic boundaries doing regular energy, um, healing, like that's really good for that. Um, and also I just want to shout out my, one of my coaching clients. Um, she, I, I, do a little Reiki when I do, um, coaching work with folks and I, um, was cleansing her aura. I'm like, that's something I do. It's just good hygiene for folks. And I was like, Oh my God, your aura is so clean. What are you doing? And so she's been listening to, uh, Sofregio tones on YouTube Um, but they also have them on Spotify. So that's something to look up there, all these little tones. And I don't even fully understand what it does, but it's just like, um, some pitch that you listen to in the form of some like dreamy music, um, that like really does work like for just passive healing. Like you're just in your house, like throw on some sofregio or like some sort of like something that calms you down. Like I've been listening to a lot of music. Music is super vital to me um, just in general in life. But like these days it's helpful. Cause like I can get out of the panic of right now by like being in a different time because this music came out at a different time and just like kind of have my solo solitary experience of um, my life, my world. I also um, have been for quite some time working on connecting to the time of day via like what the sky looks like. I was doing this a lot in LA actually. Cause in New York I had barely any access to sky from any window I ever had. So like, or in some of my apartments, some, I got sunlight and so anyway, whatever. So sky was really novel to me in LA. And since I was always working from home, Um, And also working from home with a partner, like my ex partner and I both worked from home and were among each other unless she was traveling for work or I was traveling for work. And um, it really like, you've got to have separate spaces, distinct spaces when you're going to work like that. But I found it great. I really love like, you know, 24 seven partnering, but like, you know, when I partner with someone, I partner with them because I want to spend time with them. Uh, I know some people feel weird about spending a lot of time with their partners, but you know, and their kids. But I think this is just a great opportunity for intimacy and relationship building and having great boundaries. Like, oh my goodness, if you need to go take a walk, go take a walk. Like, have a, like, I cannot tell you how much it really makes me feel peaceful around people I know who have great boundaries because I always know where I stand and they're really clear about what they need. And like when you're clear with the people you love about what you need in a kind and compassionate way, um, it's so great. And also getting self-care is super important. Um, I want to say like something that has really made a big measurable distant difference in my life not only is paying attention to like what does the sky look like right now and just like grounding myself in the moment in that way, um, but also being outside a lot as much as I possibly can actually. And um, doing two hours of that mm-hmm. as movement, which is a lot for somebody who does if you don't go outside at all, um, that's hard. Right. But, um, if you don't go outside at all, start with five minutes, you don't have to go straight to two hours, but two hours of movement outside is a totally doable amount. If you're just kind of like, for me, I mean, obviously I don't have kids, so I'm not really like if I had kids, I'd need to incorporate them in this, but like I go like for a walk in the forest every day. Um, and I let myself have a meander pace. Like I don't rush myself. Um, I do usually about 20 minutes at least of dancing, um, maybe throughout the day, maybe in a clump. Um, Maybe I'm also working on doing more strength training because that's like just an endurance goal for me. But um, and so I've been working in my mom's garden and like doing stuff like that, but just like really being mindful about using my body outside. um, It's just been such good medicine for me. I really noticed the difference once I like made that like I read it somewhere um, that that's what like human bodies need. Um, And so I was like, oh, well, let me try that. Cause you know, I work from home. It's easy for me to like split up my day and um, go be outside for a while and like make that a priority. Um, And I also use it as a mindfulness practice. Um, Often when I'm in the uh, woods, I try not to like have internet time. Um, That's not always how I do it. But like, if I'm making content, I'll just like film it, I won't like post it. um, So I don't get distracted from like where I'm at. Um, And I work to really listen to the music of the birds. They're so amazing. Um, So yeah, it's just like about taking time to just have space in nature and just be present. Because like, if you can breathe in and out like you have all you need right like that's something I've been learning from Michael Bernard Beckwith that it like really resonates it's a great view of abundance and it's a great way to kind of ground into the present moment um and also like if you're if your whole schedule has just been super disrupted because like you know quarantine or whatever uh or whatever uncertainty is creating for you like that's a really great opportunity to just center self-care in a way that you never did before, right? Like you could really make self-care your priorities and then like fill in the gaps with the other things. Um, that's totally possible. Um, something I also want to talk about too, is just compassion in general, um, and how that can kind of help keep your chill, um, being of service to others and helping others. Like, um, if you're like, first and foremost, just like So much solidarity and love to people who are first responders, people who are healthcare professionals, people who are like, you know, running grocery store chains, people who are like, um, on the back end doing social services and trying to like help people who are in true crisis, um, and all of those people who are in crisis because of all of the uncertainties and all of the things and the ways in which our whole system, which was already very broken, is just, we're just seeing how broken it is right now. Um, And just all of that, just so much compassion and love sending, sending to those people. And just, you know, honestly, like when it can occur to you during your day to just hold people that you're worried about or nervous about, or people who, like, you know, like could use the extra support and love to just send that intention. Like that's so powerful. I think people really minimize, um, especially because they like minimize spirituality or psychicness or like, uh, people's intuition, but like that sending vibes really matters and like loving vibes to people and like holding people in prayer that matters. And it makes a difference. And, um, like a green ball of healing light. You can also just imagine someone in that for just three seconds and it makes, like, it sends some healing, something. It works. Um, I've done it. I've received it. It works. So anyway, there's a lot you can do just, like, by engaging your compassion, but a side effect of that is it's going to help you find your chill when you're in uncertainties. Like, thinking outside of yourself makes you much happier, I think. Um, also, just, like, Centering pleasure and rest And just allowing yourself to sleep I remember when I lost that job in 2008 I like thought my whole life was over I like did not know how I was going to deal with my whole life um, Just like Financially but like somehow Within a month or two I was able to get all of my monthly expenses Down to a third of what they had been And luckily I had just gotten a roommate So I was like intentionally freeing up money So that I could go fly back and forth to Atlanta <laughs> More often <laughs> managed to go to Atlanta a few times, uh, even after I was laid off, but, um, you know, got my monthly expenses down really fast. Like, it's amazing what you can do when you're under the gun and you got to get it done. Um, so I was lucky to have gotten a great roommate. Um, but like, you know, it was, it was kind of a nightmare and like, I was really like wild and not feeling okay. And I'll say now, like, you know, having had another year of like great uncertainty and like, who knows if I'm going to, get through and like you know somehow a miracle always happens and like I also feel like too I just want to share this with you because I experienced it but like I did not know like you can go back and listen to my podcast episodes when I was moving up here I was like I don't know I'm just gonna move up to where my mom lives and now I'm like super grateful I made that choice like what a great place to be quarantined what a great thing I did for my life to like um reduce my expenses so much, uh, by moving up here, but also like, I get to live adjacent to my mother, which like, to me really matters because there's nobody else in the world that can be her daughter and like getting to be a help to her who is like a vulnerable older adult, um, during a time where there's a quarantine because like people might die. Um, because we don't have enough, like hospital infrastructure to handle this, this virus. Like I'm so grateful I get to just be here for my mom. And right now, a lot of the help I'm giving her is just, like, gardening um, and, like, going into town for her. But at least I can do that. And I feel grateful to have that opportunity. And so here I am, like, during a crisis, like, getting to be of service. And that feels nice. Um, And I'm grateful for it. And I can just see the hand of God in, like, everything that happened, like, I want to say to me in the last year, but it was happening for me. Uh, in the last year to land me in quarantine in a beautiful little uh, resort community with a great view. And Oh my God, there was an Eagle the other day, like literally so close to me. It was like the equivalent of like being below a street street lamp. Right. Like, and it was just, it wasn't sitting or anything. It was soaring, like just right past me, but I couldn't believe how close it was. And this is like, now I see eagles like pretty regularly and I feel blessed every time. They're my very favorite bird. Like In fact, at Dance Party, when I ask what kind of bird you are, I'm always an eagle. I love eagles so much, and I love that I get to live among them. Um, And it's really fun. And also, everyone, keep Biscuit Reynolds' safety and, uh, you know, shield him up from any eagle sight. Because I do walk him around on a leash. But, um, you know, I've never actually seen an eagle while I've had the cat out. So, at least there's that. Anyway. Anyway. But after I got laid off in that job, I was shocked at how much sleep my body needed. Because, like, before that, when I was a lawyer and, like, a plus-size party girl, I was, like, definitely sleeping maybe five hours a night. And if I was dating somebody, way less than that. Like, I really, like, allowed my sleep to suffer. But then when I had the freedom of not having a nine-to-five job and being on unemployment looking for a job, um, I got to sleep a lot. And I ended up needing about eight hours of sleep every night. Um, sometimes nine, 10 or 11, depending on like what I'm going through or if I'm fighting something off, um, or if I'm dealing with a lot of heavy emotions, like, right, like I need more sleep then. Um, but just really being able to trust my body and experience rest for the first time was liberating and amazing. So I want to just like be a little nap ministry here and just tell you, like, give yourself permission to rest up. And also it's good for your immune system. So win, win. Um, also, so is dancing. So do all of that. Um, I'm also like myself, like just not skipping on anything. I know that helps my immunity. I was already like, I had pulled an Oracle card that said to detox like about a month ago. And so I was like, okay, for Lent, I'm going to bridge the gap between knowing and doing, and I'm really going to focus on like eating to nourish and support my body. Um, and like, you know, cause there's a gap between knowing and doing like, once you know what you're food sensitive to, you know, like when you're gambling and not, but I'm still going to like sometimes gamble. Right. But I had um, been basically just wanting to boost my immune system kind of like innately. And so I'm really glad I started making those decisions before I even knew coronavirus was going to be a thing. So, hey, um, that's been helping a lot too. Like just kind of eating a lot of like potatoes, like things from the local, local food that I can get at like our food co-op, like potatoes and cabbage I'm eating so much cabbage uh carrots um nourishing brothy things um just like really stoked on um oh and Washington apples by the way are as good as everyone talked about like the hype is real um and it's they're still giving like I'm still getting great apples so uh really excited to uh be munching a, a lot of fruits and veggies these days um, and really also recognizing and being grateful for it because I've been a little freaked out by like the things that are disappearing from the grocery store, but I'm focusing on all the abundance we do have. Cause like, even though there's empty shelves, like it's still three quarters full, you know, and like, there are still things happening in our supply chains. And like, um, I just really think the world is having a great redistribution, but I'm trusting that all my needs are met today. And like every time I kind of start spitting out like today at the grocery store, I was like, I I can just kind of reorient myself with some gratitude and some present moment stuff. Like what's happening today Are all my needs met today. Okay, great. Um, so like I'm grateful that like before the grocery store started disappearing food, I was like really focusing on like eating fresh veggies basically. Um, and, uh, that like, was just such an experience of abundance that like, if that becomes scarce, right. Cause that's maybe something we're looking at, then I'm grateful that I enjoyed it while I had it. Right. And that's kind of a mindfulness practice that really helps us with finding our chill <laughs> and uncertainty is just being grateful for what's happening right now. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. Um, also like cleaning house, like, um, I noticed that I was leaving my house like untidy, like not super. I I used to be a very much a messy Marvin as one of my exes called me. Um, And I have really reformed because I've recognized how much my environment affects my vibe and my experience of the world. And um, just like yesterday, I noticed I was like, oh, the house is like could use a zhuzh. And so today I just took like 10 minutes. I didn't even go... um, bonkers but I just straightened up for 10 minutes and it made such a difference and I do feel better and even more peaceful in my house so um and especially if you're like a bunch of people on top of each other in your space like um it really does make a difference in how things feel to just like go just do a swoosh through a room and just grab stuff that doesn't belong there and just get it moving um and also you don't have to get everything done today either because this thing seems like it's going to be here for a minute so We're going to get things done slowly but surely, bit by bit. Um, And also just like thinking of ourselves as a river, not a reservoir. Like this is when my mom said uh, that my first sign of the impending Corona apocalypse was my mom uh, picked me up to go to a play uh, in town a couple weeks ago. It was called Quilters, by the way. It was a musical from 1982 um, played here regionally. Um, Quite good. Actually, it's a whole story about like women's, um, contribution to like pioneer time, basically, um, through quilting. Um, and all these stories told through quilting. Um, it was, it was quite good actually, as I recall it, like the, the, there were some awkward parts of it, but like, it was like really good, really, really good story. Um, the actors were really earnest and awesome here. Um, and they had a live band. I don't know. It was great. Okay. So we saw quilters, but my mom picks me up And she has McDonald's coffee in her car. And I was like, Oh, that's odd. I was like, did you go into town already today? And she said, yeah. Um, And I was like, why? And she said, I was hoarding. And I was like, why would you want to be hoarding? And um, because like, I've just been so focused on this idea of being a river, not a reservoir, like really letting things flow and just being in the, the mode of all I need. And like everything is met and I'm feeling calm in this moment, but like, being a reservoir is like sort of bottling up that energy. Um, And so that's like, but that's what hoarding is. It's being a reservoir. It's like holding things back. Um, And so my mom said she was hoarding because she said uh, that the Corona was coming and basically we were going to have to be in place for like potentially months. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so that was the moment I knew things were like, Happening, and also, I wish I had gotten toilet paper then because there's still no toilet paper. Why, why no toilet paper? Um, I feel lucky though. Mom gave me uh six rolls, so I've got like a supply. I'm also conserving toilet paper because I don't know when I'm gonna get more. This is so weird. Um, but I'm trusting that I'm a river, not a wa- reservoir, and just like being generous with what I have to offer and give and think about ways that I can be of good cheer to people who need it and check in on people, um, and holding people in compassion. Um, and you know, just kind of considering how to be a better human and influence and help other humans. And so I thought that I would offer this episode about finding your chill and uncertainty because I've had a lot of experience and, Really? I mean, there's no shortcut to it. Like this is just, oh, and also mental health support, like get yourself a therapist. There are apps, like my therapist and I are still seeing each other. I've had no break in service. I'm really happy about it. Um, and also like, you know, I have coaches, like there, there are a lot of people who are holding me up right, right now. And I think part of, part of why I'm feeling chill, um, is, I mean, and I'm not chill all the time. I was panicky like a few days ago. I just did some energy work around it and it seemed to work. So like, you know, like just keep at it, like keep taking care of yourself and things will get easier and easier in your life. Like over time, I promise like, you know, maybe not tomorrow, but like maybe for five minutes tomorrow, right? Like just doing little things, little tweaks. You don't have to change everything overnight. Um, and also sleep enough and be gentle with yourselves and gentle with each other and compassionate. And like, you know, if you can consider the other person's perspective, um, when you're talking to them, that really helps like all your communication with them to like, if they feel understood, like, and that's honestly like a feeling tone. It's not even like exact words you say. Right. So it's like really just understanding where people are coming from and loving on people and loving on people extra in these times. Um, so yeah, that's it. I'm going to sign off on the next little, segment of audio, but, um, I wanted to also leave off with my friend Rick sent me music and I'm listening to it and I'm excited about it and I'm excited to share it with you. So it's Rick Sorkin and I'll put a link to, to Rick's music, um, down in the show notes. Uh.
1: Yeah. You. you can kick ass